Good day, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Durko's Notebook for the 2023 Qatar GP. A lot to talk about, particularly one hot topic that nobody seems to want to do anything about. Anyway, pull up a pew, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You wouldn't fucking read about it. So the F1 Circus has returned to the LaSalle Circuit for the second time only after they went there in 2021 for what was supposed to be a one-off event. They've now signed a 10-year contract for this circuit and I'll discuss some later some thoughts on probably why it's not the right choice. Uh, the circuit is of course located about 30 kilometres north of the capital of Doha. Since 2021 they've completely rebuilt the, all the facilities there, whole new paddock, grid, um, pits, entry, the whole shebang, it's all new. And with the new layout of the circuit, they've also introduced um, what is a unique feature, it's called a pyramid curb. As it goes from the edge of the curb towards the outer track limit, it actually rises about what they say is about 30 mil. And you can see from this photo, it goes up and down in a sort of a pyramid shape, tapering back towards the track surface. I think it's a great idea, but I also think with obviously the track limits being a hot topic for most of the weekend, with just about every driver uh, been given a black and white flag, there's got to be something else done other than handing out five second time penalties every time. Um, the limits are breached. Because I remember years ago, if you went to a certain supermarket, they had a geo map set up, electronic map almost, that would inhibit the functions of the wheels of the shopping trolley if you were trying to push it outside that boundary of the shopping centre car park you were at. So I can't understand why there can't be an electronic inhibitor put into the car to effectively slow it down. Um, to some degree when the drivers do breach the limits. Some sort of retardation to say, right, hang on, shit, I'm losing some speed here. Um, a dab of the brakes or something to effectively take that five seconds off them but do it while they're still in the race. And if they keep doing it, they're going to say, shit, hang on, this is affecting my performance. I've got to stop doing it. That's my thoughts on that. Now, the hot topic I do want to talk about is, of course, what happened in Quali in Q1, of course, with Lance Stroll. Now, I think it was petulant, pathetic, childish behaviour. You all know I I can't stand Lance Stroll to begin with, but I don't know what gives him the right to throw his steering wheel out of the car, then get out of the car. Henry Howe, his trainer, has tried to stop him and say, hang on, you've got to go to the FIA weigh-in bridge to get your ticket. Instead of doing that, he's just walked, obviously trying to get towards the back of the garage, and in doing so, Henry Howe's obviously in his way, and Lance has then assaulted him. Some people say, look, he only pushed him, it was only a shove. Still, at the end of the day, it is an assault. It's an unwarranted touching of another human. Now, I think Lawrence is going to be doing something with his son. That's unaccountable behaviour. Um, to pathet- Just acting that way to assault a team member, especially your trainer. It's uncalled for, and especially the sponsors of the Aston Martin Racing Team. Namely, Ramco is one of their principal sponsors and also a principal sponsor of F1 itself. You're in a Middle Eastern country in the Persian Gulf and you're carrying on like this. It is just not a good figure, or not, it's not a good scene, I should say, for F1 overall. And I think this is the time where Lawrence has got to pull Lance aside and say, you're out of the seat, you're gone, sorry, Felipe Drogovic is in. You've had your chance, this is the penalty you get. You can't carry on like this in my team. Even though I'm your father, it is just uncalled for in the sport. I mean, we saw years ago when Max gave Ocon a shove in Brazil. 
I see that as a different scenario. This is two, they were two drivers at the time. This is different. This is just Lance with the shits. Well, if you've got the shits, do it in the motorhome. Do it out of sight of the cameras and don't assault someone. Plain and simple as that. And then he turns up this interview, a seven-word interview, like the world owes him something. It's just pathetic. Anyway, that's my whinge. Uh, I reckon the sprint race was one of the best I've watched um, and the shootout as well because obviously, you know, Piastri, well done to him. He got the pole and then he went on to get the win. And I think if they're going to keep racing at Qatar, the, the LaSalle circuit at least, this is one venue they should have the sprint race because it's really, I don't know, suited to the dynamic of that track. Um, that's just my thoughts on that. But I think for the sprint race was great, especially you saw the tyre attrition with the softs. Um, because Russell went out with a blinder and then went, oh, shit, my tyres are off. They're gone. The tyre digs just too much. And Piastra was just able to chew him down while only using the mediums. So I think it was a sprint race. If we're going to have one, do it there. We've only got one more to go for those that hate it. That's next, the next round in, in uh, Coda, of course. Now, the race wasn't overall, I don't think, the greatest race I've watched. Um, obviously, yeah, Max won by about an hour. It was well done to McLaren. I mean, they got a... Um, second and third again so McLaren are really coming back with their upgrades but I'm talking about Lewis Hamilton clearly he was at fault for that incident and I think he just went into turn one with his brain switched off um, he admitted he looking back at the video footage when he watched the replay that George had nowhere to go and George couldn't go into the side of the Red Bull because they're not an invisible car they actually exist so he and George Russell had no real estate to go to and Lewis did, I think, just cut him off too much and paid the ultimate penalty, ripping his wheel off and taking himself out of the race. So, I mean, he originally went to ESPN and said, oh, it wasn't my fault. My teammate took me out, but I don't know how to come up with that theory. But anyway, so that was it for that race. Um, now, the interesting fact was, obviously, they're in the Middle East, the heat, it was a nighttime race, but still, the heat got to them. Um, Sergeant retired because he was feeling crook. The word is Ocon vomited in his own helmet, lap 15, just kept going. Ultimately paid off for him because he got a good result, got the points. And at the end of the race, Lance Stroll um, pulled up next to the ambulance because obviously he was feeling, feeling some sort of heat stroke and was obviously sought assistance from them. Their word is a couple of the drivers fainted in their motorhomes when they got out of the cars and through the... Um, through the garages, apparently Lando Norris um, was seen to lie down in his motorhome at the end of the race, so when I mean, they're doing it a month later next year, is that going to make any difference to the heat? I don't know. Is Qatar too much on the drivers physically with the heat there? It's something that's maybe got to be looked at, or design better cooling suits, do something, I don't know. Add, add 10 kilos of weight to each car for that one race to design a, a cooling system that's, you know, constantly got the cooling suit going so they're not, the drivers aren't feeling the fatigue like they did. So as I close off this notebook, I just thought I'd show you this image, a comment in the group from Brendan Thomas, where he's actually written Lando Norris's name, but he spelt it L-A-N-D-0 after the sprint race. thought that was a very comical way of doing it. Well done to you, BT. And, uh, yep, there's some wit out there. Well done on that. So that's it for this edition of the Notebook from Qatar. As I said, not the most exciting race, but it's a race, and I'll watch any race. And uh, yes, that's it for this Notebook, until I'll be back in a couple of weeks with the return of Coda. 
one of the best circuits on the calendar. Until then, thanks for watching. Bye-bye.